Welcome back to Beyond the Uniform. I'm Justin Asiri. My goal is to help members of the military community thrive in their post-service career in life. Today is episode number 461 with Herb Thompson. Herb is joining me in Washington, D.C. Herb, welcome back to Beyond the Uniform. Hey, what's up, buddy? I'm happy to be here. Happy, happy to have this conversation. Uh, so for listeners, a little bit of background, first on Herb, and then second of all on why we're here. Um, he is a program manager of veterans programs at his company called ServiceNow. He is also the author of the best-selling book, Transition Mission. Uh, previously, he served in the U.S. Army for 11 years, where he was the only person ever to earn the Green Beret and Army Drill Sergeant of the Year Awards. Uh, and he was also a management consultant at Accenture. Uh, way back in January of 2020, we did an interview together when his book first came out. And Herb is someone I follow actively on LinkedIn. I recommend you follow him as well. He has incredible content. And I thought it had been way too long since we connected and thought we may as well record the conversation. So that's the context for everyone. Um, so maybe to start things off, dude, uh, we talked two, you know, over two years ago. Uh, right when your book had come out, take us through what's new, man. What happened since you launched your book and it went on to become a bestseller? Yeah, I didn't realize the book was going to cause a global pandemic. No, but honestly, <laughs> like not making jokes on that is very serious, but like life changed for everyone, right? And uh, mm-hmm. it definitely did for me. Like wrote the book and finished out grad school and then was like, what's next for me? I knew my job it just there were three things or i thought i needed and that was missing you know my purpose my essentially my team and then my identity i was like yeah, i don't i don't feel good about any of those three things right now so i left that and then found this opportunity to come to service now which i absolutely love it here uh but also on the home front like everything's i, I feel like there's the transition of hey you there's the job and finding the role but there's also family and how that's different and then being in for 20 years and always being gone from family that now being home and you know adjusting to being with the kids and uh with, with the family here so it's it's great uh i could not be in a better place right now that's incredible do you feel like um was the book was like the writing of the book was that like this necessary part of just understanding your own story like do you think that that led to these things falling into place I think some of that led led to yeah. what's happened fall in place. I think another thing is cathartic, right? Just to get some thoughts out. Uh, and part of my, what I loved about what I did in the military was I felt like I was helping people and I, I could yeah. see it. And I wanted to do more of that. And I was like, how do I scale that? Uh, so I can, for me, it was always at every duty station. Let me just help one. If I make a positive difference in that person's life, all these extra hours, all the whatever reports that were on a deployment. Hey, if I just, do something that really impacts one person's life but that was like let's scale that up so that's kind of how the book came about and then you know through my linkedin and my outreach was just to like hey let's make more of an impact uh so i think they both they go together right one thing that the cause of the other but it goes together what was the start of your linkedin journey because that you know you know you your audience on linkedin is absolutely massive was that, were you doing that at the time of the book or like what, how, how did that evolve over time? I was, uh, so, so like many that are transitional military, like someone told me, Hey, you got to get on LinkedIn. I was like, okay. And I did it and was like, all right, what well, now? Like I connected with 75 people and sat there. Uh, but I realized, Hey, I had to start engaging that. I just, I was very nervous. Like I had just been in a firefight. I just jumped out of airplanes mm-hmm. and I was more scared to do a LinkedIn post than I was to do that stuff. Uh, and it probably seems comical, but I was like, I was, I was scared, right? Because like, ooh, now I'm 
out on social media, which was not my thing. Uh, so I started just doing it more. And for me, I was like, it, it was helping me because I was getting some of my thoughts out there, but I realized it was helping others. And if I shared a tidbit or something I saw, it helped others. And they were going through a similar process or had gone through the same process and they could give me some info. And, you know, it kind of became this uh, just helping community of helping each other. So that's really where it started. And I never tried to do anything with it. It was just like, hey, let me post some thoughts with it. And then we've gotten to where I am today. Wow. I love that thought of um, <laughs> having been in firefights and jumped out of planes, how it can be more intimidating to to put yourself out there in social media. I think for, for those who know you, for, the, for those who follow you on LinkedIn, it makes it even more impressive to see how active you are despite that initial fear and misgiving. Is there um, is there any advice you'd give to people listening, especially those on active duty about LinkedIn or social media in general and why they might want to be active on it? Yeah, embrace it. Uh, it it's an opportunity if you leverage it. Um, can you be successful in life and never touch social media? Yes, of course. I will say it's probably getting harder now as we get more digital and more automated and kind of how you know our environment, our surrounding is changing, uh, and not just in our country globally, right? Like, how do you how do you connect with somebody? You know, I'm sitting in D.C. How do I talk to someone in California? How do I do that? So to me, it's embrace it. Yes, there's some discomfort. Yes, it's a new operating environment to learn. Hey, what what's the norms here? Uh, but it's an incredibly powerful tool that for me, I want to be talking to you right now. I, I could go down basically everything that's happened over the last few years. I would say, and stuff I have coming up, I, none of that would have been possible without leveraging LinkedIn and kind of basically getting out of my own way of, hey, mm. hey, stop being scared to post on here and actually post some stuff. Is there anything you would recommend if they're getting started? Is it is it just is it just kind of starting and just experimenting and getting used to it, or is there any advice you'd give them on either things to avoid or things that have helped you? Uh, kind of cultivate your own brand online. Yeah, definitely be. Uh, the one thing I get asked a lot, actually, Justin, is, hey, how do I be authentic? Mm. Kind of authenticity, just be yourself, right? Yeah. But know, know your surroundings. Like, it's not Facebook. It's not Instagram. It's not It's not a locker room. It's not a, you know, a civic organization. Whatever. It, it, it's LinkedIn. Anything you put out, the world can see. Uh, so a lot of people can be like, oh, that's daunting. But it's like, no, it just... It, if you normally act a normal way, uh, like I like to say, hey, I would say to grandma's kitchen table, I'll talk about it here, right? Mm. Um, and it's it's just, hey, be myself. Uh, so for me, there's that. And then dip your toes in the water. How to, just like anything. Now, sometimes people learn to swim by being thrown in the deep end and figure it out. But sometimes you dip your toes in. So you go in and comment on some people's posts. You share their post and then go, hey, here's what I thought was insightful about this. Or here, I'll add this on her. Hey. I'm having this trouble too. That's why I shared the post. Then when you get to the point of, okay, I can post, I can write something there. It's fine. I think the biggest thing I hear most people say is no one wants to listen to me. No, I don't get anything valuable for people to say that. Yeah, we all do. We all learn from each other. Now, some may, you know, write it or put, put it out there a little better than others, but we all learn from each other. Do you, um, I'm I'm curious, you know, with your book now being out two years, do you ever think of writing another book? And I'm also kind of curious with that of like, I'm just imagining you've got 
thousands of repetitions of writing on LinkedIn since your last book. And I'm just wondering if that would make the next book easier. You know, definitely. I have thought of writing another book. It's just what, you know, what, yeah. what topic. And for me, like really the transition mission, I wrote most of that in a weekend, which is probably wow. like, oh my God. But I just sat down, focused, mm. like got up for bio breaks and to get some more food and kept going for about 48 hours or a little uh, but I, it was because I was passionate about it and it was all right here. I could get it. You know, I haven't found something I'm that passionate about yet again to write. Uh, yeah. So for me, people have talked to me about some stuff like, Hey, what about this book? Um, so more to come. I, the more I see though, people are impacted. And that's what my girlfriend, Corey's really helped me see is like, look at the difference you're making in people's lives when they reach out and tell you um, share more of your story and share that. So that's, more of what I'm looking at for like a book possibly, but I also don't want to be like, Hey, here's the herb story. Cause that would go against just about everything, everything I kind of think about. So uh, <laughs> I don't know about the book. <laughs> Is there anything, um, anything top of mind that you feel has changed since the book or, or is no longer true that was in the book or things that you would like oftentimes wishing you'd put in the book? So yeah, definitely. I, I, I'll, I'll be transparent people will ask me sometimes like hey i saw this in the book and i'm like yeah, what page was it because i don't necessarily remember i mean it's been a couple of years right it's not like i yeah. go read it every day uh yeah. so there's some things i probably would have refined it but the point was hey let's get it out there let's yeah. let, let's keep it raw and authentic uh i would have dove into some more of like what i know now having gone through the interview process at multiple companies and like work somewhere is like maybe here's some other things to look for but i i think the book was always meant to be a jumpstart, right? Like a hip pocket guide gets you going. It, it hit the mark for that. But uh, I, I wouldn't say anything has come back not true. Just I would probably, you know, explain it a little differently or or even expound on it. That's great. Um, I'm I'm also curious, um, what would you want people to know about your work at ServiceNow? Like what's what, what sort of work do you do there? <laughs> so it's actually kind of funny. Uh, Corey, my girlfriend and I, a couple of years ago, I talked and She's like, hey, companies need to do more to help veterans and, you know, enable them on the future success. And I was like, no, it's the veterans thing. No one needs to help me. I just need to do it, right, in my case. And, and now, look at where I'm at, is like, no, companies do have a, a part of this, but it's not a charity case. It's because how do we leverage that talent? How do we leverage these awesome veterans who have this experience? How do we leverage that? And use it to you know improve our bottom line because at, at the end of the day is what the point of a company is for. So that's what I get to now. So a lot of what I was doing in my free time or all my free time was, you know, helping veterans uh, their transition and, and what's not just veterans. I love helping everyone. Just veterans, kind of the natural kind of connection. So that's what I get to do a service now is work with uh, veterans breaking their careers into tech, getting them into the ecosystem, training them up, running a program that does that amongst some other stuff. So really, it's just expanded on. I found when I saw the job uh, requisition, uh, I saw a post on LinkedIn. Uh, I was like, mm -hmm. hey, Corey, this, this job was written for me. She's like, yeah, yeah. I was like, no, 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 no. Listen, this job was written for me. Like, mm -hmm. it was like they, they should have put my name in there and just said no one else applied. And that's how I felt when I saw the job. And then mm -hmm. I had to go out, you know, interview, get up, go through the process. But uh, I love it. It's, it's a great company, but also I get to do something I'm passionate about. 
That's awesome. I saw I saw on your profile, it says on on that position, like found through LinkedIn. And I, I just think, I don't know if it's true or not, but I thought like, how amazing would it be if you're spending this time on LinkedIn and you're helping other veterans and then through that you're on LinkedIn and you see this job post and it's the job that you end up getting. It's certainly deserved if, uh, you know, something came back to you for all the help you've given people. Yeah, even to make it uh, more incredible, the backstory is Corey, my girlfriend, we're blended household living together. She was out of work. She was pivoting careers. I had quit my job doing management consulting because I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. Uh, and it had been a few months. <laughs> uh, uh, we were just sitting there. It was one afternoon at like 3 p.m. I was on the couch next to her. Look, I was looking through job and it popped up. And I was like, that's it right there. And it's really, that's what LinkedIn is. It is what you make of it, right? It, I guess yeah. that's a lot in life. I always say on your journey because it is. Life is mm. what, about what you make it. There's there's hardships, there's trials and tribulations, but hey, it's about what you make. You go on your journey and make success happen. I was on mute. I was writing. I was writing that. I just love that thought. I, I wrote down, own your journey. Life is what you make of it. Just like with LinkedIn. That's that's really cool. I think that's one of the messages that comes through in a lot of your content. I think that's something people gravitate towards is that um, sense of ownership. And um, I, I wanted to also make space because service now is one thing that you do, but you've got so much going on right now. What would you want people to know about what's going on in your life? Yeah, a lot. Uh, I mean, <laughs> because i i think the maybe the common thing that i hear is like or if i meet someone like oh you're from linkedin it's like no actually i'm human and i have a life like we don't just like you if i, I you know someone bumps at you is like justin i know you're from linkedin like no i don't live in yeah. linkedin like i have a yeah. real life and uh for us we have four teenagers two of them that are graduating high school this year so just like every other parent we're looking at colleges and what do they do that like one of our younger uh kids already knows he wants to go into trade so we're looking at that how do we help him get towards that so we're navigating life just like everyone else right um uh for example our tv went out yesterday right first world problem like oh we need to get a new tv now uh so that's what i'll do when i finish this go finish hanging mm -hmm. hanging the tv on the wall but it, that's you know real that's real world stuff that i think a lot of people don't understand is like because social media is like oh there's this thing it's like no we're real people with real problems just sharing kind of hey here's some insights uh of what we're you know our life of what we think can be impactful uh so for me everything i'm doing is to help others right obviously there's mm -hmm. there's a big veteran component to that and part of being now at the linkedin um creator accelerator program is getting to like share some more stuff learn some more tools to do that and really my big focus right now is i i love service now but i say this the more veterans and i'll also include military spouses that more veterans and military spouses that have good soft landings mm -hmm. in companies and communities around the country the better off we'll be yeah. Uh, and I, I think we need that now more than ever. So that's a lot of what motivates me. So that's a big thing I'm working on, just getting veterans into tech. I don't care if it's that service now. Yeah. Uh, yes, that's who pays my, you know, my daytime job, pays a check. But we just need, there's enough to go around is we need veterans yeah. in tech because uh, I look at it almost like this. Of, you know, after World War II, you know, veterans came back and partly from the GI Bill, partly for other reasons really led kind of the rejuvenation of the United States of building it up. Uh, to me, there's a tech boom about that veterans haven't been a part of yet for, you know, it's very small percentage. So for me, like veterans need to get in there. We know how to work with diverse teams on difficult problem sets and make stuff happen. So to me, get the veterans in there to tech companies and everybody's going to benefit from it. So that's really my focus now. 
I think that's such a powerful thought because as, as you say that, I'm like, yeah, if you, if a veteran gets out and is in, let's say tech, they can help other people get into tech. They're working with people who maybe have never worked with a veteran before. They're creating a positive impression. They're succeeding. They're showing people this is what a veteran looks like when they succeed. It's like everyone benefits when you, you talked about that soft landing, but it's true. Like when someone has that soft landing and succeeds, every other member of the military community succeeds with that. So I love the generosity of just your, your genuine desire to help people out, whether they're with your company or another one. Yeah, and I think it even goes deeper too. Like there's mm. there's no doubt there's an issue with people joining the military these days and how many people are qualified. Now we could talk about what the military says is qualified, but it's not getting bigger, it's getting smaller, right? So mm. there's a there's a big gap of people that have served, not served, kind of a divide, if you will. And I'm always like, Well, we could build a bit a wall up or we could build a bridge. Mm. And yeah. how do you do that? And like you said, like you get people out there in mm. tech companies and they work with each other, like, oh wow, you're not what I pictured a veteran being. It's like no, like someone asked me, well, what's a veteran look like? I don't know. Look around. It, you know, mm. it could look like this, but it could look like you. It could look like that lady that there's so much that you guess what? You probably won't know they're a veteran. You'll just yeah. see them walking by and they probably won't be wearing anything that signifies they're a veteran. That's a good day. But I think for us as veterans who care about our country, it's up to us to tell our stories to help yeah. bridge that divide and go, hey, here's what it was like for me to serve. And here's, here's why it was impactful for me. And for me, the army, I mean, not to get into it, but I grew up in a trailer park and then, you know, got kicked out of the trailer park because we couldn't pay the bills on the trailer when I was like, you know, 10 or 12 years old and like parents on our welfare to like, look at where I'm at now. I've had a yeah. large tech company, flew out to the headquarters in Silicon Valley. I've gone to Cornell uh, for an MBA. I, you know, I could keep listing all these things. And like the army was that mechanism. For me, that was a powerful to change my life and quite frankly, my kids' lives and probably, you know, their kids' lives. So mm. why not allow other be so to me it's a big picture thing of not just not just tech and all that, but it's like long term, how's our country what's the well being of our country? Mm. That's incredible. I love the um I love thinking about the generational difference that makes for you of coming from really humble origins and overcoming what I'm imagining are huge obstacles and succeeding in such a big way. Like you said, your kids' lives are better, but their kids' lives are better. They're seeing a role model in you of someone who has taken big risks and achieved big things. And that's uh, that's got to feel good to realize that you have done all of this when when so many things were set against you. Yeah. I mean, we could always go cower in the corner and go, oh, it's too tough. But mm. to me, it was like, let me, let's make some. And it's funny. I, I just went home and saw my dad uh, last month and he still has a flip phone. He's never mm. turned on a computer or touched a computer in his life. And I was programming my numbers in there. And he was like, oh no, that's too difficult. I'm like, well, how do you normally call me? He's like, I just dial it. I'm like, it's too difficult to press one to call me dad. Like, <laughs> but this is like, but look mm. at that generational gap between him and I. And then now to my kids who come to me and like, hey, I'm like, wait, how do you do that? Like, let me, sh yeah. you know, show me how to use that. Like certain social media stuff. Uh, like one of our kids will show us TikTok. We're like, I don't, I don't know how that works. How does that work? But it's, <laughs> that's, you know, to me, that's the generational kind of lift that happens that can change the lives. And I think tech's able to do that. And yeah. Part of it is we veterans can be a part of that or we could be aside from that. And then you get the people who are, kind of advance you know without us so to me it's it's better for our country that we're we're involved in every 
shape or form across it, uh, all kinds of facets. I love that. Um, is there anything you want people to know about tech or, you know, if you, you've got a couple hundred veterans and, or people on active duty listening to this, what's something they might not know about getting into tech or advice you'd have for them about it? there's it's kind of like when you think of what's a veteran right and it can look like yeah. anything. tech can be the same thing right there's all the business functions um so you don't need to not everyone needs to know how to code not everyone's going to be sitting there just computer programming doing something like that there's so many ways to break into it and to do stuff that's val- and quite frankly be exciting be like wow i'm making an impact on people's lives i'm helping people or what do you know you can use tech to give back and help whatever is important to you, whether it's your community, whether it's the veterans, whether it's something else, there's so many ways to get into it. And, and quite frankly, there's a lot of resources out there. And sometimes that's hard to filter through what resources are good or bad, but there's, there's countless coding boot camps. If you want to go that route, there's countless kind of other boot camps and programs, help you go into sales or go here. You just, you got to seek it out. And I think for me, the big thing is like, you have to believe you can belong. Mm-hmm. And for me, if you would have told me, you know, we'll go back 30 years. So I'm 42 years old, I think, or I'll be 42 soon. Uh, well, I think somewhere around there. I haven't done the math lately. Uh, <laughs> if you, you know, 30 years ago, been like, hey, you're going to go to Silicon Valley. And I wouldn't have believed it, right? I, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have believed, just like I said, same thing about Cornell. I, Cornell wasn't, it wasn't like, oh, that's impossible. It was, it was beyond dream. Now I could see the moon. I could look, I could look up and I could see the moon go, I could make it there one day. Cause I could actually believe them for me. That's like why I want more veterans there too. Cause while more veterans and more people see themselves, people like them there, they can make it there and be like, Oh, I can be that. So that's a lot of what it just wasn't possible in my mind as a 12 year old or a 15 year old that now it is. I think that's, I, I wrote that down too. You have to believe you belong. That's so powerful of just, I never thought of it like that. Like for every veteran who gets into an organization, some other veteran could see them. And I, I, I do think that when we see someone who has a similar background, you're like, okay, well, if they did it, it's at least possible. It makes it easier to believe that you can belong. That's, uh, that's, that's really powerful. Um, is there, um, I think one of the things I, I really appreciate about your presence online or like what I see on LinkedIn is it just seems like your your message is one of like being really comfortable with yourself. And, you know, I love in like some of your images, you'll like have this sketch of yourself with your your beard and all of these things. And I imagine, you know, that can be a, a, a transition for veterans of like just owning who they are and, and owning that. Any Any advice or things that have helped you just kind of accept yourself the way you are and taking it 10 steps further, like putting yourself out there just as you are, not not trying to pretty things up. Yeah, I will say I always probably walked to the beat of my own drum, right? Kind of always was a yeah. little like confident. I'll, I'll say the confident in myself, uh, not cocky, but confident in like, hey, I, I am who I am and I can't be anything else because this is all I know. So yeah. let me do this. So for me, that was one thing I kind of said once I started doing social media, once I started posting more was like, I'm not going to be something out because I see the fakeness and you see someone and you're like, Oh, they're in front of a Lamborghini and they got all this makeup on. And it's like, yeah, you probably rented that for a day. And you know, it's all fake. Like a lot of, a lot of social media is fake, especially off of LinkedIn and and the other platforms. So for me, I was like, I only know how to be. And and that's what I'm going to do. And and for my look, that was a big thing for me. Everyone has their thing for me. It was like the army told me for 20 years, how I had to look, Mm. I'm going to do what I want. And what makes me happy 
Um, and if some a company doesn't like that, that's fine. That's their choice. They cannot like it. But I'm going to be me because I'm comfortable being me. I don't want to be someone I'm not. And look where I'm at. I'm not saying everyone can do that. I'm not saying there's there's every action, there's a reaction, right? There's biases out there. Everyone deals with it. I've dealt with a lot less than a lot of people out there. So I'm not trying to say that. But, hey, this is, I'm going to be how I am. For me, that's what I love, like, about my company. ServiceNow is a brace. It's like, hey, just be yourself, right? And it, 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 to me, that's refreshing. I think we need more of that. Just people being themselves and not all the same, right? We don't need robots. We need people being themselves. I think that's uh, I think that's powerful. I think for listeners who follow Herb on on social media, you'll see like you'll see the power when someone is just being themselves. I think we trust that more. We like that more. We move towards that more. Another thing I want to ask about for listeners who might want to become more active on social media, you're you're someone who posts extensively, like very frequently on social media. Could you share a little bit more about like why people might consider being more active on something like LinkedIn than they might otherwise be? And also what helps you maintain that consistency? Cause that's not, I don't imagine that's easy to do. Yeah. The first part is, you know, why leverage LinkedIn? If, if it's for anything else, it's cause you need a job, right? So leverage yeah. it. And the best time to do it is not when you need the job. So mm what I see is people will be very hard into LinkedIn. They'll do some posts. They'll talk about what they're going through and then they'll get a job and they go away. Statistics say a year, two years from now, they're going to be looking for a job again, have to start all over. But I look at another one. Like, to me, I'd learn. I'd learn mm-hmm. from others as I look through the posts or I see what they're commenting on me and the interaction I have. So to me, it makes me a better at what I'm doing today, not trying to get a new job. It's not just to get a new job. Uh, and for me, if you keep that up, when you do come in at time of need, you have a network there that can support you and be like, hey, yeah, I know about a job over here. Oh, hey, I, did you hear about this opportunity? And maybe it's not a job. Maybe it's a conference to go to. Or maybe it's, hey, did you see this book? It's all about a community, right? A building it. Uh, so for me, that's why LinkedIn, you should leverage it. And mm-hmm. people are um, missing out if they're not. Uh, secondly, like, where do I come up with stuff? Probably the best thoughts are, A, I'm having a conversation with Corey as we're driving somewhere or we're mm-hmm. out on our walk, or I wake up at 2 a.m., can't fall back asleep, and I'm like, this is a great idea, and I'll jot it down, <laughs> and then I'll come back to it. Mm-hmm. And one thing I've learned recently is I started doing some video content. I, I've done a few videos before, but I, it takes longer, right? I can, mm-hmm. I can have a thought to post in about a minute uh, if I'm just typing it you know, in text format or a picture with some words, but... If I want to do a video, you have to plan it out a little bit more because it takes some, uh, and I always want to have be raw and authentic, but it's like, hey, hey, we got to go over here to shoot a video or we got to do something. So to me, that takes more effort, but it's it's because I'm having fun doing it and learning. I'm, I'm using it as a learning experience or a growth opportunity. Mm. Do you think about, um, and I and I apologize, I didn't do my, my homework to even know if you're on something like YouTube or TikTok or, excuse me, Instagram or Facebook. Do you kind of view it as like LinkedIn's your platform and that's where you go all in? Or do you plan to, or are you currently active on other social channels? I do have a YouTube that has like three videos and probably seven people on my dog have seen them. <laughs> and then uh, Corey and I share a TikTok. Yeah. And it, but mm-hmm. we were actually, we were discussing this last night. TikTok's like our outlet to share some other stuff, right? That mm-hmm. obviously LinkedIn's very professional and that's where we do it. Version of professional is different for everyone, but mm-hmm. that is it. But 
like where do we show another side of us or where can we have a little fun for us it's it's tiktok which i was hesitant to but let's be real that's where a lot of people are right there's mm-hmm. a lot especially younger generation who won't be the younger generation you know they'll you know they're coming up so that's a way to kind of connect with them and for us it's fun to do that uh, but was like hey where do i start with that right like if i if i was trying to grow some brand like why would i i've already got something here i'm not trying to monetize it i'm not trying yeah. to to do something like that so i'll just keep keep doing what i'm doing because if i go over there i'm gonna have to start over and, and quite frankly that's a lot of work right to yeah. like is what works on one is probably a theory not going to work in the other because it's slightly different both how you attract people and how you retain their attention so for me uh kind of made a deliberate decision of once in a while we'll do some other stuff over there but it's more for fun or something like that uh just because time requirement just like everyone else there's only 24 hours a day and can't <laughs> spend all the day having fun doing that stuff <laughs> that's awesome um one one other thing i want to ask about is uh recently you, you had an, a big event involving a football game and black rifle coffee what, what would you want people to know about that how did that come about what was that like yeah the reached out to me actually through linkedin um yeah. someone who reached out to me um and said hey are you interested in doing this and i was i said yes and it was to go be the better of the game for the washington commanders the backstory is I grew up in upstate New York and our team was called the Wayland Redskins named after the Redskins, which are now the commanders. Wow. Uh, so there was like a connection. So when I was like 10 years old, that was my dream. I'm going to score a touchdown for the Redskins, something like that. So now you know, being in DC, it was just natural fit. I will say this, like you talk about what's different between now when I wrote the book earlier than, you know, a couple of years ago, a couple of years ago, I would have said no to this opportunity. I would not have wanted the spotlight on me. I would not have wanted to be out there in front of 60,000 people receiving recognition. Now, if I was training them or talking to them, I'm fine with that. But like to receive recognition. Um, but I was like, hey, this is, I'm one person out there representing all of us who served. And my family gets to come here and see it. So it was a really neat opportunity to go down on the field, get in the end zone, you know, uh, have the crowd um, cheer for you. And then coming back from the, <laughs> From down, you go through all the, you know, the um, kind of hallways to get back into like where normal everyone else is, and people are stopping me, so I couldn't get back up to the seat because people are stopping me, like, "Hey, thank you," and shaking hands wow. and taking pictures. And again, a couple of years ago, that would have made me very uncomfortable. Someone thanking me for my service mm-hmm. and doing that, but I've embraced it. Of it's a part of who I am. It's it's a way to again build a bridge versus build a wall by saying, Hey, thank you. Appreciate it. Then my privilege to serve, et cetera. And because how many other veterans are they interacting with? I might be the first, mm-hmm. um, or at least I'm the last until they meet the next one. So why not have that uh, chance to make a positive impact for someone? Mm, I love that. I, I really think that's powerful. That thought of um, sounds like something that got you over that hurdle was like you're representing other people. And I think that's a really powerful way to, step into that discomfort of like, I don't really want to be in front of 60,000 people, but you really are creating a bridge. Like people see you and they associate you with other veterans and that's a, that's good for all of us. And so that's a a powerful mindset shift. Um, I know you got a job, you got a LinkedIn presence, you got a TV to hang all these other things. I want to keep uh, the last question open-ended, which is just anything that we didn't talk about that you want to share or anything else you want to leave with people. Hey, I'll, I'll just say this. Uh, don't do anything alone, right? It's mm. 
it, it's reality of we have mental health crisis in this country and especially affects us veterans reach out talk to them buddy you know there's there's we've overcome so much especially from veterans we've overcome so much to then come back here and and for what you know to that to then lose the battle and it's really a battle with ourselves right there's we determine our own success so don't worry about some dude who looks like me. He got to go to the Redskins game. That's okay. You know, that, that is, you live your life. And what, what's your success is going to be determined by you. And that's why I always say on your journey. So uh, reach out, ask people for help. So many people are willing to help. And you don't have to feel bad for it. Because, like, when you're good, then you go back and you help some people. And you pull them up. But we all help each other and we make it a better place for us. That's awesome. Well, Herbert, thank you so much for your time on this. I'll uh, put in the show notes a link to his LinkedIn profile. Highly, highly, highly recommend that you follow him on LinkedIn. It is, you know, I think what's so powerful for me to think about, it was like, you know, obviously the book is so much value and people should check that out. And every single day you're dropping new insights every single day. It's like this continuing conversation from the book, this dynamic exchange. And um, so really appreciate what you're doing for the veteran community and appreciate your joining us on the show today. No, it's my privilege. I really appreciate it, Justin.